It's just about that time of the week. Time for the weekly Weebs podcast. Grab your friends, family, waifus, and husbandos, and join your favorite Weebs for an exciting show of anime talk. Hosts Crimson, Frenchie, Wickwicky, and Zario Machini will review and suggest shows, talk about news from the industry, and tackle some of the biggest arguments in the world of anime. It's the Weekly Weebs Podcast, starting now. Hello and welcome to another episode of the Weekly Weebs. I'm your host this week, Zario Machini. How's it going, everybody? Going good. Yeah. Uh, so my news this week is uh, Funimation is going to screen My Hero Academia World's Heroes Mission uh, film in October. So for those of you who have been waiting for the third film to come out, me and me, because that second one was fucking awesome. It was great. Uh, uh, it and looks this like one we get three of them. Yeah, yeah. Uh, looks like it's uh, coming to the United States, Canada, United Kingdom, and Ireland, October 29th. For you lucky bastards in Australia and New Zealand, you get it a day early on October 28th. So you know, something to look forward to. And then sitting next to me is it's Frenchie here. Um, we got a movie recently from this show, and now we're waiting for the announcement of season two at Demon Slayer, which I actually just happened to wear my Demon Slayer shirt today. Hey. Um, so, in just over a month, on September 25th, they've announced that um, Demon Slayer, the season two release date, will be announced. We're not actually getting <laughs> season two yet. We're going to get the release date in a month. The release date gets a release date. Yeah. But they will also, um, as part of that, will be doing a TV broadcast in Japan, Japan on September 25th. And then at the conclusion is when they will announce the uh, release date for Season 2. Hell yeah. yeah. And we are without WikWiki tonight. Um, so, rounding out our trio tonight. Hello! It's me, Crimson. How's everybody doing? Uh, good. Um, speaking of Season 2 stuff, uh, Attack on Titan's final season not necessarily a season two but a part two is to premiere next january so finally getting the part two of the final season of attack on titan coming very soon i'm fucking ready for it i still feel like by definition it's a different season (laughs) i mean yeah i mean this whole season is a giant time skip so yeah it's definitely going to be a Completely different season than what the show normally gave us before. But, but even just between parts one and part two. Oh, yeah. Because we had, you know, a chunk what? of episodes and then a long break, and now we're getting another chunk of episodes. Isn't that a season? I, I mean, mean, it is. Yeah. But let's be honest. Season three did it. Season four is doing it. Um, SAO did it. Um, didn't re, re, Time I Got Reincarnated as a Slime do it? They are. They just released part two, season two, two days ago. At, as of this recording, two days ago. There you go. It's yeah. a it's a pretty <laughs> common thing, and it's one that I will argue about. Yeah, forever. It's a new season. Final season. We gave you sixteen episodes before, <laughs> but this is the same season. No, Fuck it's not. You. Fuck you. <laughs> I finished entire series in under 16 episodes. Of course that's a season. That's usually what we do each week. Yeah. <laughs> Pretty much. Uh, so, uh, this week, we're going to be talking about uh, love. Love's in the air, even if people with cold hearts like me can't feel it. Uh, <laughs> Last week it was death. This <laughs> week it's love. Yeah. 
so we're going to be talking about uh, relationships in anime, both that uh, canon ones that we love and we see and just make us go, Daw. and then also ones that don't exist that we scream about on the internet. The headcanon that we refuse to accept is not real. Exactly. The stuff that really should matter. So do we want to start with our, you know, go back and forth like we usually do? That's what I'm thinking. Yeah. Uh, we st- I think we'll, we should start out with the canon one, do a round, and then come back with non-canon. Works for me. Yep. Keep uh, in mind, this isn't going to be actual, like, top five ranked. These are just ones that we're just going to spitball and Five discuss. ones that we love. Not necessarily yeah. in order. Yeah. The top five of our opinion not ranked in any specific sense. Also... Goes without saying, just like last week, spoiler heavy. Yes. yes. Uh, I'm going to start this um, with one of the very first uh, anime relationships that I got into, and that's Miroku and Sango from Inuyasha. Uh, they, uh, uh, Frenchie, I know you were in the middle of watching it for a while. Oh no, I know I they think, end up together. Yeah, I think it's pretty obvious that they uh, that they're they're meant to be together. It's, it's one of the old anime where they've got a ship. Yeah, everyone in the group with someone else in the group. And unfortunately, uh, Inuyasha and Kagome are a fucking awful couple, and I blame it entirely on Kagome, although Inuyasha is pretty bad about seeing his ex all the time. Uh, but whatever. Uh, but Moroku and Sango, as much of a dirty fucking pervert as Moroku is, once it got down to him deciding he wanted to be with Sango, he did it. He gave up all of his pervy ways not all of them. It's a hard habit to kick. But I fucking most love Sango so much, too. Yeah. And the best part is, Kilala likes Moroku. Exactly. So they get to hang out with an adorable, monstrous pet. Uh, and he got a piece of her wind tunnel. He sure did. Uh, and they even we even get to see their family in Yashihime. Uh, although their marriage isn't in the great, greatest spot, but that's more that has more to do with the state of the world than their actual relationship. As usually seems to be the case when we get demons involved. Yeah. Because, you know, demons. Mm. Um, so, my first one is going to be the most obvious one for me, so I'm going to get the fuck out of the way immediately. It is Kirito and Asuna from Sword Art Online. There it is! The first time I see them together, I'm like, okay, cool, this is great, let's roll with it. <laughs> and um, they did! Yeah, but then we way. didn't get to see Asuna be important for almost two full seasons. Then Alicization came around, which I won't say a whole lot of what she's going to do in War of Underworld. Because Crimson has not gotten to that point. He's about three episodes away. Oh my god, how are you so close? Because I know, you're watching a bunch of other stuff. Well, so. I'm also, I refuse to watch it without Frenchie because we started it together. We're, we're riding with it together. We're riding and dying with it. That's fair. I, I understand. But just the lengths that they are willing to go to for each other. The fact that Kirito basically went and actually almost had to kill someone to save her at the hospital in real life yeah not even in a fucking game almost got fucking slashed and then there's the whole mess with the start of alicization as well that she was able to finally find him which i'm just saying it took kirito two months to fucking find out where she was in uh the uh Birdcage. Yeah. It took Asa like a fucking week to find him. 
and he was on a fucking secret government facility in the middle of the ocean. Plus. She was in a video game. <laughs> yeah. Fun fact: uh, the day that they broke into the t- the turtle base was uh, my birthday, July sixth. Nice. That's great. Yeah. Uh, anime tends to use July sixth weirdly often. <laughs> They tend to use your birthday a little too much. Yeah, crazy shit happens on my birthday. <laughs> I think that my birthday might have been the day that they went into ALO. Oh, that's awesome. I know my birthday has... It's some part of the series, but I can't remember which part it is. If it's an ALO, GGO, or whatever part it is. My birthday's irrelevant. I don't, I don't think I've seen anything for July 17th on any anime yet. But yeah. No, it's because they're too focused on my birthday. And his birthday, apparently. Yeah, <laughs> yeah Kirito and Asuna, that's, it may not be like numbered in any sort of fashion, but they're my number one. It's not even fucking close. Yeah, okay, that's fair. They yeah. will be the first part of my anime leg sleeve, and I am so excited to get that started, hopefully in the next couple months. Lucky bastard. <laughs> uh, my number one in this case, out of the whole list... Uh, is one from a movie you showed me that makes me cry every time. Mitsuha and Taki. Absolutely. Do you, you have it on any list? No, because no. I figured somebody else would get okay. it. Okay, let's talk about this. I'm trying to think of the right words to say because there's so much that happens. I Perfect. hate love their relationship because of the forgetfulness of it, but just the bond between those two is just fucking gorgeous. It's never officially, like, I guess you can say, like, it's not technically canon as to whether they get together, but... They were inside of each other. They That's were, about yeah. as close they were as inside of each other, and he said, I love you. You can't get any... Yeah. <laughs> and they're literally finding each other at the end of the movie. Like, six times. Yeah. yeah. They're, they're, they're shipped. That's about as canon, non-canon, canon, canon, non-canon, however, which way you want to phrase it that you can get exactly i'm gonna call it canon because them getting together it was is, is the whole plot of the movie yeah. their it's love the story is your name yeah exactly but god i just love the relationship they have where they just start off very awkward at first and they're like setting all these boundaries and then the day that happens where he doesn't switch, and then when the day he does, and he's just so happy, he's just squeezing with tears. <laughs> and then he crawls towards Yutsuha. Uh, and she slams the door. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, little sister's such a fucking treasure. Yeah. She is. He's like, stop being so weird! Did you recognize her voice actor in Violet Evergarden? No. Yes. Isn't she the little girl also? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Which that mom. episode broke me. We'll it, talk about that it later. It broke me too. That show <laughs> fucking shattered me. Again, talk about later. Yeah. But yeah, Mitsuha and Taki, I love their relationship. It's probably one of my... It's number one on my list, hands down. <laughs> I actually tweeted earlier this morning of... Uh, raise your hand if you've ever been personally victimized by a incredible vocal performance by Stephanie Shea. <laughs> <laughs> because I was, everything. I was finishing up Naruto and she's Hanada and the shit during the wedding, the wedding preparation, everything, I was fucking cried <laughs> so three beautiful. times in the finale. Just that fucking video that Konohamaru made uh-huh. broke me. <laughs> and it wasn't even that sad. It was just like, fuck, this is the last episode of one of my favorite shows. I mean, hey, you got bored too. Last episode of one of my favorite shows. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, uh, she's incredible yeah. as Mitsuha. 
Absolutely. Yes, hands down. So yeah, number one for me, it's Hantaki. All right. So my first uh, non-canon. I'm gonna uh, I'm gonna get this out of the way now because it's one that I do talk about a lot. It's one of the the non-canon relationships that I am more so about than any others, and that's Izuku Midoriya and Melissa Shield. Let's go. Fuck Uraka. Let's go! <laughs> Melissa Shield, for one thing, is a much better fit for Midoriya because uh, she never described him as, as ordinary or bland, for one thing. She immediately thinks he's amazing. She's quirkless, just like how he started off. Mm -hmm. But also, she's a super genius who can build tech to amplify quirks, and she even does that for Midoriya in the movie. Also, on top of that, <laughs> she <won>. has more <laughs> personality... In, like, the hour of screen time that she has than Uraka did in the entire series up to that point. And, also and still. And Probably also still. She is blonde. That's <laughs> not, like, that big of a deal breaker for me, though. My favorite part about their interaction, too, was Uraraka showing him, looks like you're having fun, Deku. And she just has, like, this fucking, like, nervous-ass smile on her face. Yeah. It's like, yeah, because you know she's better than you, bitch. Yeah. Be jealous. <laughs> well, the problem, too, is that Uraraka and Midoriya fall into the fucking trope of the will-they-won't-they they yes. type thing. You see the same thing with fucking, like, Noelle and Asta. Mm -hmm. Um... You saw Which that, I think, is eventually going to happen. I it, hope not. It, it will. It, you can tell it's the it's the Mimosa one true pairing. Mimosa is better. But even then, uh, I do have uh, an Asta ship on here on my non-canon, and it's with neither of them. I'm pretty but, sure I know. Is it you but, know? But we're, we're, it's not, <laughs> they're brothers. That's gross. Jesus. Not my blood! So? And that stops anime characters? <laughs> It, mean, should. it should. It should way more times than it does it. ALO. It, I rest my case. <laughs> and I've complained about that too. <laughs> That's the biggest complaint. <laughs> that is the entire complaint. Yeah. That is all the complaint. Well, I mean, that's not all of the complaints for ALO. Uh, there's also an entire fucking world that we never got to see. But and the whole. That's whatever. Raping um, Asuna thing. Oh yeah, my mind blocked that out. So, yeah, yes, also, I tried to, and then we started, and then we started about all the other complaints about. It, and I'm like, no, nope, here yeah. it comes. Oh yeah, and then you were like, oh yeah, AOL kind of sucks. <laughs> ALO. I mean, AOL, AOL does AOL suck. Does. <laughs> yeah, no, I I know what I said. <laughs> AOL does suck. Uh, I, imagine uh, Sao running on dial-up. <laughs> <laughs> Don't worry, Austin. I'm coming to say. <laughs> I'm telling you, you guys need to watch Sao Abridged because they bring that exact thing up, and it's amazing. It's with Sachi, and it's so good. That's awesome. So this is also one that I talk a lot about, and I'm surprised. That you guys aren't immediately knowing what I'm talking about. It's fucking Kayo and Satoru from Erased. Uh, it's only non-canon in one timeline. Well, yeah, but that's the timeline. <laughs> <laughs> there goes one of my five. Oh well. Okay, but I bitch about this more than anyone else. That's, that's the, true. That's why I was saying before we aired. I'm like, I'm putting one in that's gonna piss you guys. I, off I thought that might have been the one you were referencing. <laughs> 
Oh my god, they're <laughs> so goddamn cute together in the past. They are. And then she and has I, a baby with someone else. His it, best friend. Yeah, yeah. And I and I truly I truly believe that they loved each other like as much as children can. <laughs> yeah. I yeah. thought there was gonna be a butt to this, but no. The no. part that I hate is that some I've seen some people post along. He was twenty nine at the time. He didn't have actual feelings for it. he was just trying to protect He literally says it. Damn, you're pretty without even meaning to. Yeah, he developed feelings because he was four, he was ten again. Yeah, yeah. he the, realized and started to revert back to his ten year old self. There's there's basically uh, like two brains in that body. There was the one that was ten years old that still has all that child instinct, and then there's the one with the awareness of the future. And then there's the separate timeline of him staying that way and going into the coma and yeah. having and then to deal his, with the real life. Of, his girl won't wait for him, but his killer will. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. Uh, so they're, they're on your canon relationships, right? Him and yeah. the killer. <laughs> oh God. I'm so sad that they didn't end up together, and it's still... Just saying again, Stephanie Shea fucking breaks me. <laughs> as soon as I, she walked in with that baby. Even in the tweet, I put, Yui... Hinata, Kayo, and Mitsuha. Yep. Why you do this? Why I'm sure there's this? others that I'm not remembering, too, that if I look harder, probably destroyed me as well. Stephanie, How has she not gotten any awards yet? I'm sure she has. Stephanie, why are you so disrespectful with your talents? We love she, you in all actuality. There's a lot of voice actors that I see on Twitter. She's one of the only ones that's actually verified. Damn. Nice. Yes. Because she knows how to break people. Well, she also played one of the most iconic characters from one of the most iconic anime, yeah. and that was Hinata in Naruto. Mm-hmm. That's fair. Well, I mean, Chris Sabat's a very, very, very... Chris Sabat is also verified. Okay. Yeah, but he's also got a Guinness World Record for being like the most accredited voice actor. Yeah, he has over like 300 I, voice credits. If he was not verified, I would... I would really not understand social media. There would be media. riots. Yeah. <laughs> There'd be riots. Like, so what do you have to do to get verified? Right? <laughs> moving along. Uh, well, I'll say the one Satoru and Kaio for my non-canon. Just God, to I love them so much. At least get out of way. Yeah, that that also pissed me off as well because they should have ended up together. It's depressing that they didn't. I still don't understand to this day how the teacher didn't go to jail. Like, he just happened to save the kid in the middle of the woods in his own car that was in the water. Why is he in your car? <laughs> Why he, is he soaking wet and you're not? Oh, I guess he probably would have been when he yep. saved him. But He had a lot of alibi, I think. What alibi? Well, we don't know, but I'm sure he had one. Satoru was literally at the fucking game with his friends. Yeah, and then next thing you know, he's in a lake drowning with his teacher. (laughs) In his teacher's car. There's some major fucking red flags there. Yeah. And I feel like the cops there did not do a very good job. (laughs) I agree. Well, also the problem is, you know, the victim's in a coma. You can't really ask the victim anything about what happened. It's still sus. Mm -hmm. I mean, yeah, but they... Without any hard proof evidence, you technically can't convict somebody. Yeah, but I feel like they wouldn't have been a teacher anymore. In real life, you can. But in anime life, apparently, you know. You have to have evidence. Not if you're a Rise of the Shield hero. (laughs) Yeah. Okay, fair enough. Okay. Moving on. Back to to the established ones. Back to established ships. Established. (laughs) So, my next one... um, I don't know how 
I guess, Cole, you're the only one who might have gotten farther in this show, but the ne- this next one's from Dorarara. That's uh, Celti and Shinra. I thought about putting them on my list, but um, I didn't. Yeah, because well, for pretty much all of season one, it's uh, that, that kind of he said, or, you know, maybe they will, maybe they won't kind of bullshit, but season two, they really... Um, Mm-hmm. They really finally get together, and it, it's so adorable. I've only seen the first episode of season two. I want to watch more, but I've got to get through Yu Yu Hakusho and Code Geass first. Well, they start like you know going on dates, and yeah. uh, and she makes like shadow bikinis to to look sexy for him. There's and, an established relationship. Yeah, yeah, they're just cute together. They're so weird too though. They are. I mean a couple of freaks getting their freak on. But yeah it's kind of it kind of goes into how well their relationship works because uh, I don't think Shinra could end up with any other girl. Weirdly enough Celsi could probably find another guy. I'm sure there's someone that'd be into that. Yeah. Oh yeah. Uh, But I just think that they're, they're perfect together and even if their relationship started out pretty fucked up, uh, it just kind of worked out. Yeah. Yeah. I love Salty and Shira so much. Me too. They're great. He cracks me up. Mm-hmm. Alright, Frenchie, what you got for us? Um, I still don't know if this is going to be on your list or not, so I'm going to skip it for now. But, um, this is one I don't think it's from a show you guys have even heard of. Uh, it is from the Chivalry of a Failed Magical Knight. Heard of it, I haven't seen it. I've also heard of it, but not seen it. Iki, Kuragane, and Stella Vermilion. Iki is basically the lowest rated magical knight at this school because he cannot basically use any magical power. He has, like, the bare minimum, and that's about it. So Black Clover. Yeah, but this, I'm pretty sure, came out before. Probably. And he can use magical power, he just doesn't have much of it. Stella Vermilion is a royal. They end up as roommates at the same school because it's co-ed dorms. Hmm. And they end up actually like getting to know one another and respecting each other and end up falling in love. The show's very weird because his sister is also one of those fucking incestuous fucking sisters. Ugh, damn it. But he is very cute with Stella. That's good. The two of them, I won't say a lot of us have considered a, uh, assigning it, mm-hmm. but he ends up basically in a prison because her family is trying to spin it that he took advantage of her. So Rising is still hero. Again, came out before. I mean, yeah. I mean, this also came out before Black Clover. I just looked it up. 2014. <clears throat> but. And he, every day, they bring him there saying, we'll let you go if you admit to it and drop out of the school. And he says, no, I'm in love with her. I'm going to continue to say that she is still pure. And basically goes through all this stuff. And there's other side stories and stuff with it. But, oh, my God, it's really well done. It's not a great show, but I really like their relationship. Hey, that's fair. Yeah, That's all that matters for yeah. this list. So Iki and Stella. I love the two of them, and really great character development in only like 14 episodes. Nice. 
Nice. Alright. I'm debating which one I want to say next. I think I'll go with this one. Do um, it. Kauri and Kosei. Friend number one. Friend A. Or friend A, friend excuse A. me. So, there's a relationship there. I know it's not a relationship, but there's a relationship there. It's kind of the same thing as, like, your name. It's their love story. Yeah. Yeah. That's what's kind of... That's it's what it's gorgeously should have been depressing. leading up to. <laughs> it's gorgeously depressing. I mainly talk about the final performance in this case. But... The connect, like... You mean when that show destroyed my soul? You're yeah. welcome. <laughs> Fuck you, Frenchie. Um... But, like, you know... That's that, Black Clover. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, no. Uh, like, throughout the whole show, you know that, like, even though she's dating, like, the dating the best friend, heavy air quotes, like, there's... It doesn't seem like there's really anything serious. It's more of a he's head over heels for her than anything the best friend is but from what like you can tell that she's more interested in friend A than anything because whenever she has an issue or anything she always goes to him yeah not the boyfriend yeah although uh, part of the plot was also that the boyfriend was always either uh, at practice or flirting with other girls so she didn't have much option to go to him either she also could just not date the guy that's true she could have not done that. <laughs> that would have saved a lot of the show. Depression and all that. I don't think it would save the show of depression. In fact, it might have made it more depressing because then they would Oh, have, fuck, you're right. They would have built up a very loving relationship and she still would have died. And then that last yeah. performance would have been more heart-wrenching. Yeah. But, yeah, that... And then I would put my head through a wall, so... <laughs> Only your head? I'd go, I'd go through a wall. Whole <laughs> body and everything. My wife would be like, the fuck's going on down there? And it's like the most depressing thing I've ever seen. You're welcome. Fuck you. You're welcome. Or no, second most depressing. First most depressing was the Your Name situation. Again, you're welcome. I hate you. Anyways. No, Cannon! Alright, back to fantasy. Back... <laughs> wait a minute. Yep. <laughs> I was going to say, back to the fantasy world. I'm like, oh, wait a goddamn minute. Uh, so my next one is also a uh, sword art one. Uh, and it's, uh, mine is Kirito and Sinon. Sinon? Yeah. Uh, I, I'm not gonna lie, I just, ultimately as a character, I, I kind of liked her, uh, better than Asuna, personally. Damn. So. It's not wrong, Sinon's character development and story arc is a lot better. Yeah. I mean, yeah. And the, uh, way that they kind of connected during Gun Gale like I, I knew that if Asuna was not in the picture, Sinon would have been would have been the one. Leafa would have tried. Leafa would have fucking talk about that. Yeah, not at all. I love the fact that the show basically like pretends that never happens. Good. <laughs> and it's like, nah, we we know it happened. You, you gave us a whole season about it. It nah. hey, that whole season was only eleven episodes. <laughs> That's eleven whole episodes. She got over it in like eight. <laughs> Anyways, that's that's still too long to be crushing on you. You're your not brother. wrong. <laughs> her cousin, yeah, her her bro cousin, her brosen, her brosen, uh, okay, Alabama. <laughs> are you well, sure? Apparently, this Japan is just like Alabama. I was gonna say, are we sure that this show took place in Japan and not <laughs> Alabama? I'm pretty sure. Uh, about eighty percent sure. Yeah, just kind of the way that they bonded 
during uh, during Gun Gale. I really I really loved them together, uh, and you know, she uh, she also does some really cool stuff later on that Cole hasn't seen yet. Well, even when they weren't in Gun Gale, when they were actually IRL, and he rushes to her house to save her. Yeah, that was fucking insane. That was fantastic. Yeah, Kirito has the uh, the pick of the litter, being in a harem anime and everything, but um, except for Leafa. Uh, I mean, <laughs> technically, he could have picked Leafa. That's just the one really, 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 really wrong choice. <laughs> and we're all proud that he didn't. Yeah. <laughs> like Asuna is clearly the the superior. OTP, but personally, bigger fan of Sinan. She's a superior OG. <laughs> Yeah, she's the one true pairing. Original Gunner. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But yeah. Yeah. Right. Um. So my next one is from actually from a show all of us have watched all of that's out so far, and that is from Radiant Seth and Melly. Yes. I think they are adorable. They are even badass Melly that comes out to play is her curse. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think that they are just great. They are very supportive of each other and. I think they'd be a very cute couple. I I don't have a lot to say about it, but I just really enjoyed... Melly is my favorite character mm-hmm. in Radiant. I love Melly. And Seth loves both Mellies. Yes. Let's be honest. Badass Melly is not a curse. That is a gift. The curse is that she can't control it. If she could... And? If she could at will switch between the two personalities... Uh, She'd know. be a force to reckon with. Nice, nice Melly is there to take care and support Seth mm-hmm. when he's... You know, down in the dumps, and or when he's happy. Yeah. And badass Melly's there to kick his ass when his demon side comes out. Yeah, exactly. Or just or kick his training. ass when he needs it. Yeah. Like when his or, demon side comes out. Yeah. Or anybody's ass. Or during a uh, shonen, you know, training arc. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. But yeah. Seth and Melly, I think, is a very underrated pairing, and well, Radiant's just an underrated anime. Not enough people have fucking seen that show. I know. More people need to watch it. Yeah. Watch Radiant. We assigned it. Come on, guys. Come on. And if you watch season one, because we assigned it, watch season two. Yeah. We didn't assign it, assign it but we watched it. It's so good. It's amazing. Seth and Melly. assigned both seasons. Mm-hmm. Oh. Uh, we just watched season two because fuck it? Yes. Yeah. All right, then. Because <laughs> I ripped through season one. I'm like, I got to keep going. Yeah. And then a couple of weeks after we assigned it, you finally got time and watched season two. And season two is even better than season one. Yeah. The, the babies. <laughs> oh my god, I cried. <laughs> so yeah, Seth and Melly. Yeah. Alright. Uh, my next non-canon, it's from a video game slash anime. For those who know, who know what I'm talking about, Final Fantasy VII. Everyone knows what Final Fantasy is. <laughs> yeah, but I say video game slash anime because it's like, it, it borderlines. Um, Cloud and Tifa. Cloud's the guy with the big bus sword. Tifa's the black-haired girl with the fist that will wreck your day. Um, I think by now, everybody knows at least who Cloud is. Yes. Yeah, I've never played anything Final Fantasy. But and Smash I, Bros. have taught you anything. I barely play Smash Bros. and I still know who Cloud and Sephiroth are. Yeah, it's, it's, it's not even... That's a, the real shit. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I thought who you were going to say first. <laughs> I mean, I could easily switch it out because of Advent Children purposes. The Girth Sword versus the Long Sword. Mm-hmm. Uh, but no, Clan and Tifa in the more romantic side. They were be- they've been be- like childhood friends. They've been the best friends for a long time. 
I don't know what her relationship is with Barrett and his kid or whatever, but... She's a bartender. Yeah, but with the whole, like... There's the whole, like, Aerith situation, but no. She's with Zack. That's the sitch. Yes. Cloud needs to be with Tifa. It's never been canon, and it pisses me off. (laughs) As far as I'm aware, at least, comment below if I'm wrong... They've never been canon, and it pisses me off. They haven't been canon. They've, they've, they've probably been canon in some Rule 34 shit. But yeah. Oh, yeah, probably. <laughs> but yeah, Cloud Tifa, get canon. Get canon. I mean... <laughs> well, with the revamped games, there's always a I chance, with, I guess. Yeah, with Final Fantasy VII Remake Part 2 coming out soon, it's definitely possible they that's just switched out. Remake there. Part 2, that's just another game. <laughs> it <Well>, is. <laughs> but the whole story, like, they changed the story around a lot. They, so it's another, it's a new game. Yeah. yeah it, like, it took the beginning of Seven. like, everybody thought it was going to be just, you know, Final Fantasy Seven, just more revamped in the style. But the ending switched everything around, and it's not even the same ending as the original was. So, it's very possible that they could end up together in this new timeline. We don't know. Well, also, the the entire Final Fantasy VII Remake game is just, like, the first hour of the original Final Fantasy VII. Cole's broken. Go on to your <laughs> next one. All right, so we're, we're back to, back to canon, right? <laughs> yep. Snap back to the reality. Oh, I mean anime. Uh, <laughs> I hate you. <laughs> I hate it here. <laughs> so let's see. I did Maroku. I did Celti. Okay, so this next one, um, uh, huge spoiler for uh, like a 25-year-old show. Uh, Shinji and Kaoru from Neon Genesis Evangelion. Wow. Um, this re- relationship, this ship really only appears in the original dub. Netflix decided that they didn't uh, want Shinji to be gay, I guess. Um, Fuck you, Netflix. Yeah, so they, they changed the script. But uh, So in the original Neon Genesis, Shinji and uh, Kawaru, they meet and uh, fall in love, and it's the first time you realize Shinji is bisexual. And uh, Kawaru is the first person just in the show to actually like love Shinji. And make it so he's not just sitting around depressed all the time because nobody gives a shit about him. Uh, and it's beautiful uh, for the for the short time that it lasts because it starts at like the end of the series. <laughs> uh, someday uh, I'll assign Neon Genesis. I almost um, suggested it that that this week, but it was only one episode fewer than the one you were going to assign. Right. Uh, I, I've been thinking about it recently. But uh, before it happens, I did at least want to talk about once that there was a big change between the original dub, which no longer exists, and uh, and the current Netflix dub. Although the um, the redo movies that revamp the entire series uh, bring it back. Nice. So it's so just fuck you, Netflix. Yes. And so it's still canon. Nice. Fuck off, Netflix. <laughs> They are adorable. And let Shinji fucking feel love. Alright? He's so depressed. I was gonna say, all he feels is pain. Yeah, all the time. (laughs) Um, So my next one is one that is... It does fall into that shounen trope of will they, won't they for a long time. And then the end, they finally fucking get together. And then it's Ed Elric and Winry Rockbell. Yes. Oh, his proposal... If I give you half of my life and you give me half of mine, 
alchemists. <laughs> and well, at least I know when I can switch out of my uh, ships. <laughs> and, then she, and then when she's like, no, dumbass, I give you all of my life, you give me all of yours. It's that like, was fantastic. Oh. That was incredible. <laughs> I love the two of them because they start out, and I say fall into the trope, but it's not nearly as obvious. Yeah. Not, like pushing, it's not a Deku and Uraraka where they're going to shove it down your throat. Yeah. It's one of those slow burners where, like, you want it to happen, you don't know if it's going to happen, and then You're happens. pretty sure it's going to happen. Yeah. But, but the thing that's nice about them is that them as friends is really natural as well. So them being, like, like the one true pairing of the show doesn't feel forced. Mm-hmm. What's with that? What's with that look? One true pairing. Yeah, that's what you refer to as the the actual ship of the show. Oh, okay. There, the, the, there's no other actual ship that's established. Yeah, I almost put Mei Chang and Alphonse. I was thinking Roy and Risa. <laughs> they are pretty cute. I was thinking that's Roy never and established as canon. Yeah, that's true. She's his protector. Yeah, uh, we all know they're fucking. But we don't know they're yeah, fucking. Yeah. We know they're fucking. We don't uh, know. Yeah, it was never confirmed. But you know, you know, the writer is just like, eh, yeah. eh, eh. We know they fucking, but they don't know that we know. Yeah, yeah. And we know that they know that we don't know. Mm-hmm. So we won't act like we don't know, even though we know that they don't know that we know. Yes. And luckily, they don't have deviant art yet. Oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> I was about to be like, bat question mark? But I, nope, I'm not going down that rabbit hole. No, thank you. That's a smart move. That's a very smart move. You think he does the shooting in that relationship onto the flame alchemist symbol? <laughs> uh, she, she's the top. Absolutely. Um, she's and, <laughs> so he'll probably do that every now and again, but it's like, when they're trying to spice things up. Like, babe, you know we've been doing the same shit. I chain you to the bed and get on top of you. But, you know, this time it's my turn. Oh, so, Ed and Winry. The scene where she walks in to her bedroom and starts to change and his face is just, ah, and he said they're eating a sandwich. That's the face I just picture the first time they have sex. <laughs> also, she's also the top. Yes, absolutely. I... Uh, the wrench goes into the bed. Yeah. Absolutely. I wanted to say earlier, imagine if uh, Roy's, like, going down on her, and she's like, I'm your eyes, and she's giving, like, the specific degree angle of her. <laughs> 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 Shit. <laughs> but yeah, anyway, Ed and Winry, great. Moving on. Uh, uh, I love that we incredible. Get- uh, that was the best sidetrack we ever had. <laughs> Grandma's making stew! Fuck oh, yeah! Uh, that was best blooper. Uh, I also still am a fan of Scar grabbing the guy. Your face explode! <laughs> <laughs> J. Michael Tatum's incredible. Uh, I need to rewatch that again. It's great. We're on the ships, right? Yes. I lost track. We're on well, the cannon. Whole thing, the whole thing is the ships. Can, I mean, the cannon. Yeah. That's what I'm at. Okay. Uh, my next one. 
Yep, I'm saying it now, so that way nobody else fucking says it. Kyo and Toru. Yep, I was waiting for you to say it. <laughs> I figured it was going to be on your fucking list. I'm like, you know what? That, was, on my, that, was, that was my backup. Yep. Kyo and Toru. Oh my god. Fuck you, Yuki. First of all, you don't deserve Toru. I'm glad you didn't get Toru. It's not that he doesn't deserve her, it's just that Kyo's better for her. That's I was going to say, Yuki does nothing in the entire show to prove that he's not a good man. Well, I mean... He, and he ends up with someone good for him. Yeah, it's fair. Yeah. It's but, not that he didn't deserve her, it's that someone deserved her more. Yes, that that's the better phrasing of it. Like, if Yuki and Kyo had ended up... Or if Yuki, well, Yuki and Kyo, that probably would have been... That's, that's a ship that someone has out there already. But um, if Toru and Yuki had ended up together... I would have been wouldn't have been what I preferred, but I wouldn't have been against it. It wouldn't have been the ending that we got. No, which was the best ending. Yeah, we can't say too much about it because Zero did say at some point he is going to finish it. I will probably forget about it by the time I get there. That's fair. So if you if you feel like talking about it, you can. Unless it's something that like will be so scarring that I'll just no, be it's just for it so to it's scarring. Waiting for it to happen. We already we've already told him they end up together. Yeah, but it's it's just the final scene of the show is so it's adorable. so wholesome. Uh, oh, if it's the final scene, then yeah, don't tell me. Yeah, I'm not gonna say shit. But if you know, you know. Mm-hmm. I'll I'll leave it at that. And if you know, then we know you know, and then you know that we know that you know that we know. Mm. I just threw straight gibberish out there. I don't even know what exactly. To translate that, go in the comments and type in "I know" and we know what you know, and we know what you mean by that. We know, we know, know. know. Yeah, if you know, you know, you know. Anyways, non-canon. Non-canon. Time for that rule thirty-four shit. <laughs> uh, all right. So uh, earlier, I talked about how I had one on the list that involved Asta. So I'll go ahead and do that one now. And that is Asta and Rebecca Scarlet. Ooh! That is I the even, correct one. That yes. is the correct one. Yeah. Uh, That's the exact one I thought you were going to do. For any Rip, listeners who... For some, mimosa. Yeah. I, I love Mimosa. And if Rebecca didn't exist, I would think that Mimosa should be the, I mean, the one who Asta goes after. Yeah. Uh, the thing about Rebecca, um, for listeners who might... Be asking yourselves, who the fuck is Rebecca Scarlet? Uh, she uh, is the She's one. A gem. She is a gem. Uh, Asta meets her and her many siblings. Uh, she owns like a, a small business in the Clover Kingdom, uh, and uh, Asta helps save one of her siblings from the the snow cave that leads to the the lift fight. Um, so they've already I forgot. Go- that's how this went down. Yeah, uh, because Asta decided that he was going to, uh, y- you know, play with with her siblings because there's there's nothing wrong with, with playing with children. It's that's fair. it's the primary thing they ask for. Um, but but see that that's part of it because Asta is really great with kids. Uh, growing up around them. Rebecca is so kind to Asta, which is such like an opposition from fucking Noel, who's always a, a bitch to him. Yeah. Uh, and she's more upfront with her feelings. So 
You ever go to hang out with your side chick's siblings and then all of a sudden find yourself in a cave with a floating white guy <laughs> who just all of a sudden wants to kill you? Yeah, fighting, <laughs> fighting a crazy uh, magical terrorist. Yeah, you know, it happens. Um, the scene in the bar where she kisses his cheek yeah. in front of Noel as the biggest fuck you I've ever seen is the most savage and greatest thing of that show. Also, um, Asta has way too many women going for him to still be trying to go after a nun. <laughs> I don't give a fuck. Just, just, yeah. re- just realize that it is literally her life's promise that she will not marry you. It's her life promise not to fuck anybody. And just just get with Rebecca, and you'll have such a happy life. The secondary would be Mimosa. Secondary Rebecca would be first. Mimosa. Noel can find somebody else. Honestly, I really don't care. Noel, you marry her for the money. Mimosa also has money. I know, but Noel's <laughs> a Silva. That's true. But um, Mimosa's her cousin. Yeah, she's a Vermilion. Who are just as rich, if not richer. And cooler in every way. Yeah, but they're the side family. That's like comparing Hinata to Neji. <laughs> and? I guess so. I mean, they're both pretty sweet, too. Yeah. Anyways. So, so what you're saying is, is that if Hinata was not in the show, you would have liked to see Naruto <laughs> get with Neji. Why not? Hey, but I... Still better than Sakura! I agree. I agree completely. Naruto, Neji, make it happen. (laughs) Neji toe. Neji toe. I've said it before, I'll say it again. Sakura's genes are so bad, she gave birth to the one Uchiha who needs fucking glasses. Yup. Yup. She would have given birth to the Uzumaki that can't become a Jinchuriki. Damn. Anyway. Speaking of Naruto, my next one is the one that got hinted at many times and would have happened if not for one of the most heartbreaking deaths in the entire show, and that is Tsunade and Jiraiya. Jiraiya even told her, wait for me, and she knew that he probably wasn't coming back from going to try and discover who Pain really was. And he didn't come back. It was was so obvious even to her that when he made her make that bet to make sure that he came home safely because she always loses her bets so she needed to bet that he died Uh, I I knew Jiraiya's death was coming and the first time I watched it it didn't hit me that hard and then I watched a TikTok about it and I actually like listened to the words of that he's saying as he's floating down in the water, and I wanted to ball. <laughs> and in the TikTok, this girl's just like, "He's not actually dead, right?" And I'm just like, "Fuck!" Oh, you poor thing. It hit you like a rock. Oh, I I love oh, like a mighty push. I love Tsunade and Jiraiya's relationship because he starts out as you know the pervy sage. Mm-hmm. But this entire time, even after he's, quote, chasing women and all this, he loves Tsunade. It's established from when flashbacks early on their childhood that he was in love with her. Mm -hmm. But she didn't feel the same for a long time, but then realized 
that she had had feelings for him. If yeah. I've learned anything from Dry and Hinata, that if you simp hard enough for long enough, you'll get the person you want. Well, but you'll probably S- die in the end. Yeah, uh, for Tsunade <laughs> also, uh, it did take um, a very long grieving process of losing the last man that she loved. Yeah, before she Dawn was uh, before she even stopped to consider. Maybe imagine how <laughs> getting with wrecked emotionally. Naruto and Tsunade would have been if Jiraiya had been one of the reanimated shinobi. Oh my god. Like, Tsunade already had to deal with Don coming back and never had to face him. Uh, but but if, imagine if Jiraiya had been had appeared there. And had to face her. Yeah. Uh, had to face the five kage. Uh, spoiler alert for a shitty show. Um, in Boruto, a new character was revealed a while back and their backstory was has been kind of brought up more and it turns out that this new character is just a genetic clone of Jiraiya and it's just like man you guys really are trying so hard to make people like Boruto yeah. is it the kid that randomly showed up and Naruto's like now has him as part of their family uh no um he's like an- another person who's possessed by an alien but, so uh, fucking stupid. Yeah. Um, no, it's uh, it, it's just some other old white dude, white haired dude, mm-hmm. who looks nothing like Jiraiya, and for mo- like the most part, he's wearing a mask. And then uh, I, I think recently in the manga, uh, him and Kakashi had a fight, and that's how they, that's when they revealed that it, he's a clone of Jiraiya. Weird. But. Anyway, Tsunade and Jiraiya, heartbreaking, moving on. Yeah, um, if you want to, you can you can have, have that one. Nope, I've uh, got Okay, because I don't know if I'll do that with my other two, because my other two are better mm. for me, personally, I guess. So mine on canon one next, uh, going back to Fruits Basket, probably the greatest one that should be actually shipped, but isn't, Shigure and Ayame. Meh. I thought, yo, I thought their relationship was fucking hilarious. Which ones are those? Uh, Snake and Dog. Chris oh. Sabat and John Bergmeier. Okay. Yeah. Uh, I, if t- not, I, make I it totally... a three-way with the Doctor. Oh, yes, please. <laughs> <laughs> we'll add all three of them in. Yeah. Their whole relationship, their whole friendship alone is fantastic. But then the scene where... Aren't they cousins? Uh, are they all Soma? Uh... I guess they are. are. Oh, that's gross. Yeah. I don't know because like the Their one family confuses me. I yeah, because never... like the one girl really liked Kyo. Yeah, and then Hiro and the one girl as well. That's why it's like I wonder it, the, if the it's... dynamics so weird. At I least two of them so have much name, as in because of the zodiac, they just associate them all as somas I don't or fucking literal. But. For the sake of this, we're going to say that they aren't cousins. Um, when they first introduce Aime, and then Shigure walks through the door, and that, like, low-key, high-key sexual tension that they had at that moment was hilarious. Aime admitting that he's a bottom was fucking hilarious. <laughs> when he's saying it to the classroom. Yeah, to the fucking, like, all the teachers and council people there. Yeah, that's so amazing. But... 
God, I love their relationship as a whole. Friendship, relationship, I just, I love it. I'm glad, I mean, I'm glad Sugar Ray got his happiness with Akito and all that. Minor spoiler, big spoiler, whatever spoiler. You'll probably forget it. But, um, I'm a Sugar Ray. And even the doctor whose name escapes me at the moment. Just throw them all together. Cousin, not cousin. Whatever the fuck their family dynamic is or whatever. Just throw them all together. Let them have their fun. Anyways. Wait, you're saying that even if they are related, you still want them to have that fun? If they're not, if they are related, don't have that, if they are related, don't have that fun. If they're not related, fucking rabbits. And I'm not talking about Momiji. Who also might be related. We don't know! (laughs) Anyways! Canon. Canon. So my next one uh, is going to be... Shinichi and Satomi from Parasite the Maxim. I saw a list with that on there and I didn't say anything. That's because you saw it on list because they're amazing together. Yeah. Like just just think of all the fucking weird shit that obviously he had to go through, but uh that she by proxy had to go through. Uh and they're just fucking cute as hell together, especially when they by the end uh, when they're finally like really officially a thing you're gonna say something I don't like her I honestly can agree really she talks so much about oh she's gonna be there for him no matter what then he actually goes through something and she fucking ghosts him and then comes back when she thinks things are good good again in the end she turns out to end up being really good for him but for a while she's fucking toxic <laughs> she's like the uh one chick who actually has the crush on motherfucking uh, Kosei in your line April. Yeah. The front the the ball, the softball player? Yeah. She no but, I I will say that's it's a very different dynamic because But you get my you get my comparison. I'm trying to remember who you were talking about from your line April. The other chick. The one that wants to date him but knows that she's in, he's in love with Kaori. Oh, right. Yeah, okay, that gotcha. one. That's kind of how yeah. the same vibe I get with that same couple, uh, in a way. I think it kind of started out that way because they were the, the childhood friends. Um, but, yeah, especially by, by the end of it. I don't know. I just think they're cute together. Yeah, uh, that's fair. And um, it's... It's pretty, like, it, it can be looked at as, as she goes to him, but he also, uh, like, cut himself off from the world and went to an entirely different island with no phone or communication or anything like that. I mean, when he was still, at, like, around, she just avoided him for a while. Because he was, like, he had changed, like... Instead of, like, trying to find out what's going on with him, why is he acting different, she's just like, you're different, and walks away. <laughs> Yeah, I guess built so. different. I mean, yeah. <laughs> remember that time that Migi changed himself into a penis uh, to see what reproduction was like because he could tell that Shinichi was attracted to, to Satobi. Remember when he went to pee and he tried to stimulate his sex organ? Yeah, <laughs> Shinichi, that's cold. Brittany Karbowski does a great job as Miggy. I don't know. Too scary. Yeah. <laughs> Alright, so my next one is uh, 
another alliteration, it is uh, Sokka and Suki from Avatar The Last Airbender. Yeah. Sokka goes through a lot of depressing shit. True. Between Ew. losing his mother, losing his girl, first girlfriend to the moon. <laughs> Which, imagine telling that to your friends. Apologies for all the noise. I'm trying to open a bag of food. He tried to, and he got responsive. That's rough, buddy. That's rough, <laughs> My I, first girlfriend turned into the moon. Ouch. Uh, I mean, Suzuko's credit there. I don't think he even knows how to be a supportive friend, let alone how to respond to my girlfriend turned into the moon. <laughs> I don't think any of us would. I think I would literally just be like, that's rough, buddy. Yeah. <laughs> I would have been like, oof. Because I wouldn't know what else to fucking say. I yeah. just would have been like, what? <laughs> but the way just, like, the first time they meet, when he's just like, oh, you're a woman, and then she kicks his ass. Yeah. They all kick his ass. And he's like, well, shit. All right. I, I love their relationship all right. so much. I am so sad that they are the only, like, group of the original uh, Team Avatar and shit like that that didn't end up having kids. Sokka Fuck, didn't, you're right! Sokka did not have kids. I, th- I think there was something about that in the in the comics. I, I'm in a I'm in a shit posting group for Avatar, and I think I seen something on there about uh, they decided not to have children. I mean, more power to them, but like, just imagine how strong. Even if they weren't benders, just how strong of warriors. Yeah, their kids would be. And it was also just amazing to me, just in general. Of well, the part that I kind of hated is that like Sokka and Suki are like the only two that don't get like much screen time at all in Legend of Korra. Yeah, like we see Sokka one time in the fucking Bloodbender case as one of the council members. Mm-hmm. I don't he, even remember ever seeing Suki. Suki's not in it. Yeah, but you Toph's in it, Zuko's in it, Katara's in it. Obviously, Aang makes appearances. <laughs> We don't get shit for Sokka, and I hate that because Sokka's the best character in yeah. Avatar. Fight me. Followed closely by Toph and Zuko, but Sokka is the main. Yeah, I agree completely. The fact that you can go up against an entire nation without any bending and still win. <laughs> a space sword and a boomerang. Both of which he sacrificed to save Toph. Yeah. Space sword did not last nearly long enough, which is sad. Lasted about as long as that secret tunnel. Just about, honestly. <laughs> that might be a joke, but that's pretty true. He did not use the sword very much. <laughs> yeah. So, moving on. Back to Crimson. My next ship. Uh, A or B? A. A? Okay. It's from one of my favorite anime of all time. It's the one that y'all fucking joke with me about as to whether it actually is anime or not. Yang and Blake from Ruby. And this is... Is this... Are That's we, canon? That is canon. I was about oh. to ask, are we canon or not canon? You forgot. watched season six! I thought she was going to end up with Sun. No! What about season six? I don't remember what? them establishing anything relationship They didn't relate. Minor spoiler, they're canon. Okay. Okay, what happened in season six? Then? We both watched season six. <laughs> that, the fight with Adam. Okay? Th- yeah, that's just a fight. Who cares? That's not establishing a relationship. That was that was the thing that solidified that they're finally friends again. Because no. they fucking... Cause that was the thing that solidified them being a thing. And it did solidify shit. I think that's bullshit. 
I'm not saying that it's bullshit that they're canon. I think that being the thing that solidifies them being a relationship is bullshit. There's, that didn't solidify shit. I've That's seen way fight. more emotional team-ups than that that didn't end up in fucking. Yeah. <laughs> there's, there's no way that that is the thing that decided that they're a relationship. Do, do her gauntlets okay, vibrate? What's up? Do her gauntlets vibrate? God damn it. Does she have a vibrate setting on the new arm? Absolutely. <laughs> well, okay, there's that. And then later in the season, I think it's as they're going towards the, um, towards Atlas, they're holding hands on the ship as well. That was very minor then because... Like, it wasn't, like, they were holding hands and there was a zoom, like, there was a shot of the hands. It's still not obvious because there's no build-up to it then. That's... That's just bad writing. Admittedly. But... That's like the shit with fucking... Uh, uh, Azumi Curtis... Not Azumi Curtis. Um, Korra and... Asami? Mm-hmm. Yeah. That, that like, all of a sudden... Like, we've been teaming up for years. All of a sudden, we're in a relationship. It it's... Just, it's one of those things where... The way they wrote it, I think it was, like... Meant to show, like... They were going to be at that point. Like, it was supposed to be one of those things where you're supposed to, like, realize it kind of a thing. But, I mean, I just, I just it was a very hit or miss, admittedly. But, yes, they miss. are they are considered canon. Um, but I'm all for it, especially in the newer seasons. It's great. Well, I'm glad that it ended up being great, but I still... <laughs> it's, it's start is stupid. Yeah. Yeah, the start is, like I said, the start is very hit or miss. They're, they'll adopt a little child and be like, Mommy, Mommy, how did you two meet? We don't fucking know. And, or how did you two start dating? I don't know. Maybe <laughs> it was a fight. Maybe we just kind of held hands. It's like Boruto asking Hinata and Naruto, how did you guys start dating? Well, you see, Mommy was kidnapped by some moon demon. <laughs> and I went to the moon and fought him. And then and he became an eldritch eyeball monster. And then I reached out for him, and then we don't really know what happened. Yeah. And then we ended up together. Huh. <laughs> But he also did a cool, like, uh, jet stream Rasengan thing that he used to fly. Yeah, he, just used, he used the Kamehameha wave. <laughs> it's like, that's not how the Rasengan has worked in any of the previous 500 plus episodes. <laughs> yeah, it's okay. Anyway. Yeah, Yang and Blake. Uh, now on to the non-explosives. The non-explosives? Bang. That's <gasps> it. Or blang. Wait, which part are you talking about? Blake and Yang. Oh, they probably are. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, also known as Bumblebee. So my next uh, non-canon is uh, is going to be Gonan Kilua. <laughs> uh, God damn it! He- here's the thing. So hold like, on, I get I, shit on for the potential cousin, whatever the fuck, about the Somas. But we talk about non-canon of Gon and Kiowa? Who are not related in any capacity. What are you talking... Well, how is that a comparison? They're just kids. And? and they, did you not have a girlfriend when you were a kid? Also, we They're just... Ten. Also, we just got, ta- got got done talking about Erased with a relationship between two ten-year-olds. Most anime okay. are between, uh, you know, fucking ten and fifteen-year-olds. Too shy. Carry uh, on. But anyway, uh, Gon and Kiowa... Uh, as I said earlier, when we were talking about Erased, I think these two people do love each other as much as two children can love each other. And I truly believe that. 
Uh, when, when, I, when I see them together and see uh, the way that they look at each other and think about each other and love each other, um, I, I see it as, like, there is, uh, like, there's definitely potential for romance there as they mature and they, you know, understand things more. And, uh, and I, and although we know that Gon canonically fucks cougars, uh, I think is okay <laughs> with that. Uh, and he'll. I mean, he kind of has to be. He yeah. was watching their whole date. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, and that whole date happened after uh, Gon went into detail about how he fucks cougars. <laughs> but also, he's over the age of twelve in the show. And oh, excuse me. Okay, twelve-year-olds yeah. are usually about the start time when you start dating. Anyway, I do I do see them as in love. It's just not canon, but uh, the writing's on the wall. They're middle school boys in love. What, yeah. I don't see a fucking problem with exactly. it. Exactly. I, I didn't really it's not see like, it as like brotherly love. Not it's like. definitely not fucking uh, Boku no Pico boys in love. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Anyway, anyway moving on. <laughs> How uh, is it that every episode somehow Boku no Pico or... Redo of Healer. Redo of Healer pops up. That will be an assignment soon. Pico is, is a scar on every uh, anime watcher's brain, regardless of if they've seen it or not. No matter what, all roads lead to Boku no Pico. I yeah. feel like... I feel like I... No, I just don't need... complete your sentence. Do not complete that fucking sentence. Yeah, no matter because the answer is, no, you don't. No matter where you go, it's not going to be good. I feel like I need to watch this to fully No, you grasp. don't. What y'all Cole I have seen The censored version of it And you still do not want to see that shit Just just tell them how long The censored version is The last episode Is four minutes long (laughs) That's how censored It is Granted there are four Full length episodes to the show the last episode is four minutes long. <laughs> and there's still a scene that wasn't fucking censored and is burned into my brain and I want to die. You do not want to watch Boku no Pico. Just know that it's bad. Just know that it is, like, on the same level of, of like, oh my god, what the fuck is the internet? As, like, fucking Blue Waffle, like, fucking uh, Two Girls, One Cup, the Pain Olympics, shit like that. Like, all that stuff where you're like... It's, oh, it's, I should look that up. And then you look it up and you're like, my fucking eyes. <laughs> I feel like I probably need to hate myself someday. No! <laughs> no one should hate themselves that much! There are healthier ways to hate yourself. <laughs> Bad. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> my next non-canon, but one of them really wants it to be canon, is Albedo and Einzel Goon. Yes. Einzel Goon. She uh-huh. wants to... Excuse the term, jump his bones. In season overboard. three, she does. Okay. Yeah. But he does not like it. <laughs> he he likes it, he just doesn't want to like it. <laughs> because uh, he has, like, a weird, like, uncle complex about it. Despite the fact that she is not real or related to him in any way. Yeah. It's like a friend's kid. Yeah, which on its own is still kind of weird and a little fucked up. But like, it's 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 not even really like your your friend's kid. It's just it's 
Just a fantasy. Yeah. <laughs> she doesn't exist. She's, she's also a fucking succubus. Yeah. So. Succubus? Of, uh, prior to season three, a virgin succubus. Yeah. But Albedo is Albedo. She spent her entire existence guarding a dungeon. It's kind of hard to... And she only wants to fuck one person who doesn't have a dick. Who doesn't fuck, literally. Yes. But yeah, Albedo and Einzel Gone are great. Yep. I think they're hilarious. Chris Guerrero is amazing. And Elizabeth Maxwell is great as Albedo. And Albedo is my ultimate waifu. Yeah. She's Albedo. Mm -hmm. Elizabeth Maxwell is a fucking great voice actress. Yes. Um, My next one... Is questionable. Oh god! It's one that he did watch Pocono Pico no. already. <laughs> Spoiler! <laughs> Which ones did you put together, Tristan or Jason? Who? I'm just throwing random names out there. I don't know uh, the fucking names of the kids. It's <laughs> one that like okay. they want to establish it, but they don't know how. Raftalia and Nalfumi. That's his daughter. You sick? Fuck. Yeah. That's why I said it's questionable. Because in the show, we know that she's developing feelings for him. Yeah, yeah, she she and, has romantic feelings for for now for me. But I think part of that is like a combination of uh, he's the first person since her entire family died to treat her like a person, and then also. Uh, as she's leveling up and aging super quickly, just imagine all the fucking hormones that are and just chemicals that are going through her body. Yeah, like I said, this one's questionable, but I know I've seen a lot of it on the internet about people wanting it to happen. I so, get it, I yeah. do, but he explicitly states that he sees her as his daughter. Yeah, and that you want a spoiler. No. I think we've okay. talked about this on Probably. Right? Yeah. Don't say a- about it. I forgot about it. Don't How he ends it. up. Yeah. It's yeah. not even really much of a spoiler because it doesn't have much to do with the overarching plot. All right, fine. Um, it ends up being canon. All right, well, there you go. He's He marries, like, multiple women. Yeah. He ends up with Melty, with Raftalia, and I think there was one. I don't think it was Philo, but I think there's another one, too. I fucking hope not Philo. That'd be a little too awkward. I, I think Philo is just as awkward as Raftalia. Because she'll probably also age and level up. Yeah. Like Raftalia. As of this point, it would be too awkward. Also, she's like six. Yeah. Raftalia is oh. like six. Yeah. And he's like 23. Yeah. He's a yeah. college student. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like I said, questionable. Also, furries. Yeah. yeah. Furries. Anyways. All right, time for the boom. Uh, we got last ones. Final rounds of the cannon. Um, I don't know which which I should do for my last one because they're both really good and honestly kind of similar shows. Number that three. one because I really want to talk about it because I left it off my list specifically. That's fair. So uh, oh, we, the other we we can talk about it together. Uh, Hero and Zero Two from Darling the Frogs. I haven't seen. You haven't seen it. You will. But, uh, it's it's on my list. It's on my list after. I'm pretty sure it's on my plans after Code Geass. It's a crazy weird show, uh, but very sexual, super sexual. You'll love it. <laughs> Fuck you. 
Uh, but you were just talking about how you might need to be hate yourself and watch Boku no Pico. Yeah, fuck off. <laughs> That's like the most crebetta thing I've ever heard. Uh, I'm just trying to figure out what the fuck that show's about. I know little a- boys fucking. Yeah, that's it. Oh, that's all you need to know. Yeah, I'm good. Yeah, it's like two. They're like eight year old boys. There's three little cross dressing boys yeah. who end up like discovering their sexuality together for four episodes. Cool, four. <laughs> it's not just one. There's multiple. And, and, and again, the last episode, the censored version, is only four minutes long. That means the other 18 minutes is porn. And the uncensored version is a cum shot with fireworks in the background. That's the final scene. That's uncensored. What? You don't need to see Boku I'm no Pico. No, I don't need to see Boku no Pico. Anyway. Just stay away. I'm just glad Hero you told me what it was about, at least, because I didn't even know what the show was about. You mentioned. don't need to. That's the point. <laughs> Hero and Zero Two. <laughs> Uh, so, uh, I gotta tell you, um, that show, uh, made me like the word darling, (laughs) because, uh, just so you know, that's what Zero Two exclusively calls Hero, is darling, uh, and it's cute, every time, uh, and, uh, she just is so, just eternally in love with him, uh, even, even... When she kind of has those moments where she's just, uh, like, the solo bitch and has to do everything herself. And uh, she doesn't care about pretty much anybody other than Hero. Um, and the entire time, he, 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 doesn't, he didn't even know who she was at the time when she was like, Wanna be my darling? And then he was just like, uh, yeah. And they fell in love. And I love it, too, because of the fact that um, she starts out very selfish, that she's trying to, you know, have him be her darling for personal gain. Mm -hmm. And by the end, they both genuinely love each other. It's such good character development in only 25 episodes. And I'm also very happy because at Planet Comic Con, I got a print of Zero Two and Hero that's not sexual at all and adorable. That's great. I love that. Because... Man, it's so... Pretty much everybody on the internet sees Zero Two and just immediately goes naked. Uh, I, was I mean, the nut button. I mean, uh, yes, so, but also, fair. <laughs> but The first time we meet Zero Two, she's naked. She is naked, yeah. No, I'm not saying I don't understand. I'm saying that I'm happy that some cute uh, artwork exists. Yes. Uh, because that the majority of it is not. Yes. Um... But, like, their love is so strong and so pure. Like, you saw where it ends up by the end of the series. Oh, my God. <laughs> Darling the Franks is such an underrated show. Yeah. I Not enough people have seen it. Kaylee watched it on my recommendation and loved it. Yeah, that was just one that I just randomly stumbled across on Funimation. I was like, you know what? I Why heard, not? <laughs> I heard about it, and then you had told me you had watched it. I'm like, 
cool. So when I watch this, I'll have someone to talk about it with. Mm -hmm. And then we fucking nerd it out about fucking Darling in the Franks. Especially once it got weird. Yeah, yeah, the last few episodes. (laughs) Just text you. It's like, this entire show is just a fucking sexual (laughs) innuendo. (laughs) Yes. Uh, Everything down to the design of the mech's cockpit (laughs) is sexual. Also, the entire design the entire design behind the Franks is stupid. Yeah. I love that show, but they're poorly designed mechs. Yeah, they're they're pretty ugly mechs. How no, many I, episodes is this show? 25. 25. It's a pretty quick watch. It's very bingeable. Yeah. I might do that this week and put a hold on the Yacht show then. Moving on. Yeah. My last one is another one that I've talked a lot about. It is Bulma and Vegeta. That's fair. Vegeta was my husbando. <laughs> he, even though he's still kind of a dick, he's a great father and husband. And Bulma has a pussy that tamed a fucking planet destroyer. That's true. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> she, she fucked Hitler into fucking uh, dad. Yeah, into dad. Never thought I'd hear that sentence she domesticated, come out of anybody. Yeah, she domesticated Hitler. And it's incredible, too, because, like, their relationship 100% could have ended up like Sasuke and Sakura, where he nutted once and bolted. But no, she's rich, so, you know. Yeah. He's got to stick around. Yeah. And, uh... He doesn't fucking need money. He can blow up a planet if they won't feed him. That's fair. That's true. And in the, uh... One, Vegeta, when I was... T- I will always talk about the scene. I finally got a fucking print of it signed. The Final Atonement. Which Thank you, Mighty Pegasus. Huge shout out to Victor for this. He gave me a print, free, of Vegeta's look back before sacrificing himself. And I got it signed by Chris Sabat. And it's and pure gold. Yes. He wrote it as, Bulma Trunks, I do this for you. That's so awesome. I saw the, that picture of it you posted on... Uh, yeah, I was about to say, you posted okay. the picture. So nice. I love it. And... But it just shows how much Bulma means to him. Mm-hmm. That even when his mind was taken over by an evil fucking wizard, he still is willing to do what it, he thinks is necessary to protect his wife and son. Let's not even... uh, Yeah, and and that's something that just continues to this day within the new stuff. I mean, we all saw what happened when Beerus showed up. Vegeta was was cowering like a scared child the entire time. Until... Yeah, completely fair. Until Beerus smacked Bulma. And then he went fucking ape shit and actually... Well, he actually started beating the shit out of a fucking... God of Destruction he for did, a solid 30 seconds. He did more damage than Super Saiyan 3 Goku. Yes. He landed a hit. <laughs> Multiple. Yeah. <laughs> Super yeah. Saiyan 3 Goku could not do that. Vegeta is top tier. I mm. love him. Thank you, Chris Sabat, for making that experience great. Thank and you again, Victor, for giving us the print for yeah. him to sign. But yeah. Bullman Vegeta, top tier. So much better than... The only other relationship in that entire show that's better is potentially Videl and Gohan. Yeah. Because that's just pure. Yeah, it's so wholesome. Yeah. But... My last trip uh, comes from Wiki's weird show that turned out well. 
Mai and Sakuta from Rascals Andre and Bunny Girl Senpai. My son, amazing. Mm-hmm. My son, incredible. At first, like my son, my son, my senpai, uh, my senpai. Yeah, I think I think Chan is when somebody's younger than you, right? So was my son. Yeah, yeah. Uh, at first, I was hesitant. I thought it over. I started processing it. I started seeing a lot of Twitter posts about it. And they have a point. They truly do. They are the great. They are great together. Absolutely. He they're so in love. Yeah, he is overly obsessed with her. Yeah. And while she doesn't admit it very often, is head over heels for him. Yeah. And it's fucking beautiful. They are very awkward, which is great. And it's just it's one of those like aside from all the like teen syndrome whatever the fuck like thing that's going on in the show. It's probably one of the more, like, realistic relationships in anime, where you start off very awkward, you're gonna be very awkward, but you do crazy shit. Mm -hmm. And I appreciate it. Yeah, I I do think that that show really tackled, uh, like, high school romance very very accurately, yeah. Yeah. Uh, But those two together, I, I really love their relationship and just how... Uh, the way like he is towards her, especially, because uh, it does remind me a lot of myself, especially when I was that age, about just like how obsessed he is with with the girl he loves, yeah. especially when he when he was like, uh, "Crush my face with your thighs," and I was like, "Yep, that's so, the dream." Yeah, like that's exactly what fifteen <laughs> year old Zach would have said too. That's what current Zach still says. That's. Exactly what current Zach still says. <laughs> uh, I just don't have a girlfriend to say it to right now, you know? <laughs> I can only imagine Ladies. you get ready to go up to a girl and, like, your brain shuts down and that's the first thing you say. Step on me. <laughs> what? Crush me, <laughs> crush me with your thighs. It, what? <laughs> and then Amy just dot, dot, dot. <laughs> awkward ellipsis. <laughs> uh, all right, let's move on to our final non cannons. My final non-canon. Um, the last one that I've got is uh, an- another one that Cole hasn't seen yet, but hopefully he will soon. And that is uh, Suzaku and Euphemia from uh, Code Geass. Uh, those are some names. They that are names. Oh. <laughs> it sure was. Uh, so, for one thing... Uh, Spoiler free as possible. I it it will be. Okay. Trust me, it will be. Uh, it will destroy you. Yuffie, all just on her own, is so amazing and cute. And then uh, just the random way that her and Suzaku met, and then they just started getting closer and closer. Um, and I I really do feel like they they fell in love with each other even before they really knew who like each other were or I guess before Suzaku knew who Yuffie was more specifically but uh, uh, that, that's that's one relationship that I I really wish that we could have gotten just just I guess that's the only spoiler that I that I can't avoid because it's a non-canon ship they don't end up together oh, okay <laughs> And but it will destroy you. It will. It'll. Oh. It'll. It'll hurt you. It'll that hurt you really moment, bad. 
is the reason Wickhart stopped watching it the first time. <laughs> <laughs> oh no! Yeah. Oh no! Yeah, and uh, <laughs> if it says anything, Code Geass it's, is number three on my list. It is number one on his list, and I'm pretty sure it's near the top for Wiki too. Yeah, uh, his more recent watch through has been much more positive than his first try. He liked it more than Fmap. Yeah. Yeah. Oh shit! Yeah, which like, as somebody whose favorite show is Code Geass, I think that Fmab is like the functionally better show. Code Geass is just uh, Code Geass will destroy you even more. Yeah, will it destroy me more than in, uh, Assassination Classrooms ending. Uh, oof. personally, I don't think Assassination Classrooms ending is better than Your Lion April or Violet Evergarden. Uh, it's. It, it's it's painful. There are two deaths in that show that will wreck you. Oh God! Yeah, and, and that's not even message you guys when both of those. And happen. that's not even talking about Euphemia. What happens with Euphemia? Yeah, that's just the show in general. But the the relationship between Suzaku and Euphemia is so it's so beautiful, and uh, you does know, it happen? Their lives are complicated. It makes it hard for certain relationships. Just like the real world. <laughs> yeah, it's just like the real world. My last one is also very sad in the way it ended, and they didn't end up together. <laughs> and that is Connie and Sasha from Attack on Titan. <laughs> I know that they were trying to make us want Sasha with that cook, but Connie's the OG. Yeah, yeah. They were so fun and quirky together. I thought you were going to go with the Levi and, uh, uh... Hanji? Hanji! No, I... I don't think that Levi wants to date anyone. Ever. Yes. I think Hanji and him would be terrible together. That's true. She's way too dirty for him. It'd be hilarious. <laughs> but Connie and Sasha are so cute. Yes. Mm -hmm. Even in a world where people are being fucking eaten alive by giant monsters... They are still finding a way. Obviously, Sasha is the bright light in a horrible world. Yes, especially with food. Yes, with the potato, the potato girl. <laughs> God, that shit. That first intro of her cracked me up. And then Connie is just like her best friend. Like they work so well together. Their humor is the same. They're the two fun side characters when all the other characters are devastating. And then season four hits like a rock. Or a bullet. Or both in this case. <laughs> Fuck Gabby. And yep. like, Sasha's death didn't, which spoiler alert, but it's been out for a couple months now. And it's been all over the fucking internet. Yeah. And also, yeah. she's not a main character, so I'm not too upset with it being a spoiler. But Sasha's death, it I knew it was coming because I saw a post about it. It hurt a lot because I love Sasha, mm -hmm. but it didn't break me like other moments of that show did. I didn't know it was coming when it happened, and literally when it happened, I yelled. I was like, "Fuck!" I as didn't soon know as they it was climbed, coming either. As soon as they climbed on the ship, I'm like, "Oh, someone's dying!" And like, yeah. this is where Sasha must die. You must die. I don't think you understand how many fucking spoilers I've seen. I knew the entire last two hundred episodes plot of Naruto. Months before I watched it. And it still hurt. Um, Not really. Or it still made you... It was still hype as shit. I, didn't, I never saw any screen captures for that final Naruto and Sasuke fight, except when they're, they're with their arms blown off. 
Really? That's the only part that was spoiled for you about that fight? Yep, and I was totally fine with it, because I'm like, I knew they were going to end as friends. Yeah. Yep. Uh, Oh, it's so fucking good. That's really good. So my non-canon for my final one. Uh, Is it a good one? It's one I'm stealing from Frenchie, and I'll kind of have him probably take over a little bit more on it than me. Mako and Iragamagori from Kill a Kill. Mako Manchoke. I mean, not really stealing. We literally talked about it. Yeah. Kill a Kill uh, was the most surprising show for me of any (laughs) ones we've watched. Like, even Rascal Does Not Dream of Bunny Girl Senpai, I'd heard it was good. Kill a Kill, I'd heard great things about. I didn't expect it to end up in my fucking top ten. Yeah, it was way better than it probably had any right to be. It's not in my top ten, but it's probably my top twenty at least. But Gamagori goes through so many different character developments in that show. It's ridiculous. And then Mako just being the biggest fucking derp that she is with her hallelujah moments. (laughs) Yeah, I... I see why a lot of people want them together. I want them together, but unfortunately it will never happen. But it'd be fucking hilarious, and I would feel so sorry for her frail body if they ever did fuck. I just love the fact that he's played by Endeavor. Yeah. I, uh, he's also Kunikita in um, Bungo Stray Dogs. The poet guy. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> He's actually in a lot of shit. Isn't, I think he's also Dio, isn't he? What's uh, potentially. His? Patrick Seitz. Maybe. I'll watch JoJo's because... Because you're not cool enough for it. I, hey, no, I gave that show its best no, chance. No, it's okay. I totally get it. You really do have to be like in that right You're mindset. either on it's, board it's by nice. the start of part two or you're not. Yeah. yeah. And I am definitely not. I gave it a very good fighting chance. I went... Very far into the show, and I just how far is very far. Also, I got to the point uh, right before the chariot fight with the second Joestar. Oh, that's not very far. Oh, he's also Aegil in Sao. He is Dio. Sweet. Uh, It feels like I got very far. It it was, it was a stretch. So, uh, part one is I think six episodes. Part two is I think ten episodes. And then part three is 43 episodes. How far so, did I get? So very far to you and very far to me uh, are, a little, are a little different. Because once you get past part two, that that's when they start really So anyway, Gamagori. <laughs> yeah, Gamagori. Mako is a... That's a sick phone case. Yeah, I got that at the con. Nice. Is a beam of pure light mm-hmm. in a fucked up world. Mm-hmm. And Gamagori is the voice of justice. They are perfect. He's also, uh, uh, you know, total masochist sub. Yes. I only got into 22 or, episodes of Or is that Sadist? I can't remember which one it is. I'll tell you this much, too. Mako's pure and really cute, but she would have a fucked up dominatrix side. Oh, yes. 100%. It, if they're going to be together, she would kind of have to. I, you saw she, it come out when she became the uh, fight club leader. Yeah, and she, she got I mean, not her, to mention... His whole fire or his whole armor is literally BDSM. Yes, that's what we were just talking about. Yep, because he's the sub. Yeah, I zoned out for like 
apparently long enough for that sentence to be said. Yeah, that's why I, I don't think it would destroy her body too much if they fucked because uh, uh, he's not the dom. So I was going to say, yeah, don't let size uh, distract you from the fact she would be the top. Yeah, and she'd, break, and she'd bring out those uh, Fight Club uh, fucking metal gauntlets and beat the shit out of him with it. <laughs> and he'd love time. every second of it. Every yeah. second. Also, I only got 22 episodes in to... Or I got up to episode 22 in JoJo's, apparently. So, yeah, you're in part two? Yeah. Which, uh, uh, that JoJo, Joseph, in my opinion, is the best one. And he's also in part three. Yeah. Because he's he's uh, the grandfather of that JoJo. My, Gio, Jotaro. Oh. My biggest purpose of trying to get to that show is because I knew Matt Mercer was going to be one of the Joes. He's, he's in uh he's the next one he's yeah Jotaro. that was my biggest like one of my biggest drivers of trying to get through it and I was like I can't keep doing this well, uh, I'll, I'll tell I'll tell you this you made it really close to the end of part two it's almost over part three you get Matt Mercer and stands I heard stands, the stands are great but... stands are awesome can we get to this off air yeah yes. we're already an hour and a half into the recording Sorry. oh and we still haven't done the assignment which speaking of which what is the anime assignment this week uh so this week uh i'm keeping it a little short i'm also starting to kind of go back in time a little bit i want to do some some older things uh i think that'll be good to kind of expand on a, a lot of your uh anime repertoires especially crimsons uh so I'm not going too far back this time. I'm going to around my middle school self, and I'm assigning Afro Samurai. Uh, this is a this was a pretty big one for me when I was uh, when I was in middle school. It's a super fast watch. It's five episodes in a movie, and it's on I think uh, Netflix, Hulu, and Funimation. I think all three of them have it. Um, it super quick watch, uh, high action. This is one that I watched over and over again when I was in middle school just because it was so short. I was going to say, it's only five episodes, so I'm sure. Yeah, I, I, I used to have it on DVD. I don't think I do anymore, but... Uh, As of recording this, I have finished both of those. It's interesting. It is. Mm-hmm. All right. yeah, so Afro Samurai, the, the series and the movie. Mm-hmm. All right, time to curse out Frenchie. You're welcome. Fuck <laughs> you! My oh! We talked about this last week on the episode that... My last three have been emotionally devastating. Yeah, think that's just that's just your uh, that's your my niche. Stick, yeah, I hate it. I love it, but I hate it. Violet Evergarden, my roommate is a cat, and uh, your Lion April have been my last three. Assign a random like quirky one. Stop assigning heart wrenching ones. Well, my last one that I assigned randomly was Terror and Resonance, which and is it all- still is heart wrenching. Yes. Uh, you also got to throw in, you know, Anohana and Charlotte and Angel Beats and Angels of Death. I got to be honest, I don't remember much of Terror and Resonance. Now that now that, that got brought up, I don't remember much. Nine on the boundary, we're blowing up the stuff to try and. Oh yeah, I don't remember. That much was about a straight up beyond the for me as well. Beyond yeah. the boundary. But anyway, Violet Evergarden. Fuck you, man. This show, when I first started watching it, I didn't think it was very good because it was very slow. And then I started rewatching it a while back, and the animation, I actually like appreciated it a little bit more. And I started animation is gorgeous. The animation, the music, the fucking attention to detail in the eyes when she would just stand there with like that innocent, like scared look or confused look on her face. The eyes and the gem. Yeah, 
Yeah. Oh man, the the, the, brooch. the brooch was the way it spiraled around. I was gorgeous. I um, almost, I almost kept questioning myself. I'm like, is this thing actually like uh, alive, or is it just really good fucking animation? Really good fucking animation. Um. So, something that I that I've griped about constantly uh, on this show is uh, use of 3D models in anime. Uh, I.e. her hands. Well, so, uh, the thing about this show, it, it does, it gets rid of one of the cardinal, big cardinal sins for me, and that's, uh, character, uh, 3D animation, because they tend to be super ugly, uh, but what this show, all of the environments were 3D animated, all of them, uh, the entire world was done, I think, on a program called Blender, um, and I think shit like that looks amazing. 3D environments are gorgeous. Uh, so everything looked not only hyper-realistic, but just beautiful colors and artwork. And, uh, yeah. And I just... Everything was just so lo- lovingly designed. And this show is so goddamn depressing. I've been told that there's a fan theory that it takes place in the same uh, universe as Fate. That's why she looks so much like uh, Saber. Mm-hmm. I, I can I guess, see that. I guess they're made by the same person. I don't know if that's true. That's just what I heard. Well, fun fact, this studio, one of the reasons I love it so much, is also the group that did A Silent Voice, Clan Ed and Clan Ed After Story, and K-On!, as well as Free, which is the swimming anime, which has ridiculously good animation for a fucking uh, sports anime. Nice. Her backstory was so goddamn depressing. <laughs> yeah. Oh my god. The whole, again, the whole show is depressing. There were episodes where I got choked up and all, and there were some where I actually shed tears. Oh, I fucking bawled. I tried not to because I was at work. I was driving to work <laughs> when the fucking mother and daughter episode happened, that and was I had actual God. tears streaming down my face. That was one that I watched at work, and I had to like, I had to hold them back so much because I had people in the next office over walking past when they started doing like the compilation of like her, her and her birthdays. That ruined that, me. That yeah. like, it was oh. sad before then. But when she started reading the letters, I I did not pick up at all that it was they were. I figured they were gonna be to the daughter. I didn't see one every year on your birthday for fifty years coming. Yeah, neither did yeah, I. That was that hurt a lot. I I, I cried the, that entire montage, uh, that episode and the one with the with the playwright. Um, I oh, think were the were the ones mm-hmm. that, that were the saddest also, one for saddest ones for me. The one yeah where. He lost his daughter. Mm-hmm. Oh my god! This. Sh- why do you do this? So I actually went ahead and watched the special. Also, I did not watch the special. The special was. I want to watch the movie. I do want to watch the. Well, which movie? Violet Evergarden, the movie. Oh, okay, because there's another movie on. Yeah, there's Netflix. a there's a four part. No, that's collection. the special. <laughs> well, there's also a movie as well. I know. There's a but four you, but part. You guys, are, you guys are talking about different things. No, there's this is the special. Yeah. And yeah. then there's another one that's also a movie. Yeah. There's a four-part collection of Violet Evergarden. The series, Violet Evergarden, the movie, there's like the auto-memory doll yeah. movie, and then there's the special as well. 
And all of them are brilliantly animated. Gotcha. Also, Erica Harlicker destroyed me as Violet. Yes. Mm-hmm. Uh, one reason I really like that, that playwright episode is when she's asking all these questions while she's typing the play it's like uh, about the about the main character of the story and then the the writer is just he's so happy because he's like you're connecting to the character that's what that feeling is that's the part, all. the part that broke me in that episode was when she jumped over the water mm-hmm. as to be expected why can't you be alive <sighs> <laughs> The other, uh, another good point, uh, use of the really good animation was the, uh, the comet. Yeah. That was incredible. It made me feel like I was watching your name kind of thing with that animation of the comet going overhead. Well, I liked that guy too. Yeah. But this, her, this cast was fucking stacked as well. Uh, Violet was Erica Harlicker. Iris was Jeremy Lay. Uh, Keith Silverstein was Dietfried. There's a lot of like people that are just sprinkled. Uh, Kira Buckland was Laculia. It wasn't like a lot of the main characters. Oh, uh, Cassandra Lee Morris was Anne Magnolia, was the little girl. What about when uh, Lucilia's brother came to Violet asking for a letter? That was also Lucilia. adorable. Yeah. Also, I don't know if you picked that up, but Aiden was played by Johnny Young Bosch. I did pick his voice up like super briefly, but he wasn't around that much. Yeah, that's that episode also destroyed me when she was yeah. actually when they said, you know, thank you for bringing our son back, and she actually starts crying and showing emotion. Yeah. Oh my and god. She, and she all, but she doesn't understand what they're talking about. She's like, I didn't do that. <laughs> For 13 episodes, I think I cried at at least five. Yeah. Yeah. And that's with three episodes establishing and developing her character. And not incredibly sad. Um, I also bawled when she ended up at the Major's grave. Oh, yeah. yeah. When she found out what actually happened and went through that stage of depression. Mm Mm-hmm. Yep. Her backstory just has a hole. They effectively showed the five stages of grief. For her too. Mm-hmm. Yep. Of I don't remember what exactly, but obviously the denial was a big thing. Ended yep. with the acceptance. Um, she did bargaining of like you know why why with him not me I can't do anything. Air, anger. Mm-hmm. Obviously anger. Yeah. And what's the fucking fifth one? There's let's see, denial, anger, bargaining. Depression. I'm, depression, yeah. I was like... Well, that was just the entire yeah. series as a whole. I was, yes. try, I was trying <laughs> to remember based off of the old Adult Swim ro- robot chicken thing of the giraffe stuck in the uh, sand. Oh, yeah. Quicksand. <laughs> 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 Motherfucker. Quicksand. Stupid. I want to bite somebody in the face. So, I'm going to ask, what are the ratings? Because... Wiki told us 10 out of 10. I'm giving it a 10 out of Like, I, I cannot physically give this a lower grade. I Yeah, I have to give it a 10 out of 10. I will say, um, I so many people have actually told me that this was, like, the saddest show of all time. And while the show is fucking sad, personally, I think Your Lie in April's ending made me more sad than, than this show did. Yeah, I think um, the difference, though, is that Your Lie in April is... F- has some sad moments. Yeah. The ending is devastating. This show destroys you halfway through over and over again. Yeah. Uh, but it's just... 
so gorgeous. The soundtrack is amazing, and I just can't stop. I just can't stop like looking at the art because every time I bitch about like three D animation, uh, that is like what I picture it should look like. <laughs> and they did it. Do, they did it good. Yeah, Kyoto Animation did it a fucking top notch job. It makes me want to watch a silent voice even more. I, I, I was already on my list because, uh, especially since. Uh, uh, there was that one artist at Anime Iowa that was uh, selling all the all the horny stuff, but then Wiki and I got the three wholesome things that he was selling, and then we were talking about like, your name and uh, a silent voice, and he was saying that uh, a silent voice is like a actual contender against your name, which mm-hmm. which is, might be fighting words, but we'll see. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> The only small thing I had about the show was some of the pacing. Oh yeah, it's a very slow, and then speeds up. But the, that can happen with episodic yeah, shows. Though. But like, I, I have to. Re- I can't think of another reason to give it below a ten. And I hate you for it. it even when the pacing is slower, I never felt like they were really like wasting any time. Yeah. yeah. Uh, oh. One real, okay, one gripe I had about the show, and I don't know if I just overlooked it, or if I missed it, or if something happened that I wasn't aware of. There's a scene where she gets off a boat and gets like uh, antagonized by three guys as she's coming off the boat, calling her a murderer. Did something else happen after that, or did the next episode cut to something completely different and that was never readdressed? I think it was mostly the fact that people recognized her, and they're in peace, so people are able to travel back and forth. Right. And it was just pretty much someone from the other military being like, oh, so this is what you do. Wasn't it actually Deep Freak? Yeah. Uh, it, it was, yeah, because he, he is the one who discovered her in the first place, right? And made yeah. her into a weapon. And yeah. I think that she was already a tool and that it, she had killed people, yeah. and now they used her on their side. But he she had killed part of uh, the other, worked for the enemy for a while as a child. Yeah. Okay. Uh, yeah. That's where my confusion was, because that moment happened... And then I swear, like, I went to the next episode, and it was never addressed again. And I got really confused. Um, I mean, she thought back to that conversation a couple of times. There was, like, a, like one or two flashbacks to uh, him doing that monologue about how he thought it was bullshit that uh, she's writing letters that bring people together. Yeah. Um, which... <laughs> crazy fucking thing to say to the person who you helped turn into a weapon. Yep. But what the fuck ever. Keyfree's a fucking dick. But he ended up being a good person. Yeah. uh, Okay, I was was wanting to address that because I was one of the things I got really confused about and I just didn't know if I overlooked it or something. Also, this show had some of the best character development I've ever seen in anything. Yeah. So yeah, I'm giving it a 10. The fact that literally the entire show is her going from a weapon with no emotions to being a great writer and someone who can help, you know, transition, translate other people's emotions into words. Yeah. Also, one episode we didn't talk about was the love letters between the two royals. Oh, yeah. Uh, I thought that one was, like, pretty good, but it wasn't my favorite. Oh, it wasn't, but it was just a really good way to build up. I, yeah. I liked it more 
once uh, she encouraged them to start writing their own letters. Yeah. That's when uh, that's when I really got into that episode. Before yeah. that, it was just kind of like, uh, whatever. Yeah, I'm giving it a 10 also. Excellent. Woo! All right. Yeah. Uh, yeah, the show is, um, it, although depressing, not as depressing as I went in thinking it was because of what everybody said, but it is every bit as good as I, as everybody said it was. Yeah, agreed. Hey! Any final thoughts? What are you doing? (laughs) Uh, my final thoughts are, where are you, where are you trying to walk around? Okay. (laughs) I know what. Okay. Uh, no, this show is super good. Afro Samurai is yeah. Afro Samurai is the uh, the assignment. Remember, not just the series, but also the movie Afro Samurai Resurrection. Bye bye. Bye. Thank you so much for tuning in to the Weekly Weaves podcast. We'll be back next week with more exciting anime talk. Make sure to join us every show to stay up to date with what's going on in the world of anime. We'll catch you next time.